And then also moving forward, kind of looking into Monday night, that Rams-Cardinals game is kind of really piquing everybody's interest, you know. And that's a tough one to pick because I feel like the Cardinals are better suited. You know, when we went over the show, we, we're going over it on uh, uh, every Thursday. So every Thursday I'm giving out my picks and we're talking about the picks can pick them and you're kind of mixing in a lot because you got to do the Thursday game, you're doing all the Sunday games and Sunday night game, and then you're doing the Monday game um, all before Saturday hits. And you really like have a a clear idea of uh, who's going to be sitting out because a lot of guys come in questionable. Um, but usually by Saturday, you know, and then right now I'm 117 and 88 at Pigskin Pick'em. Um, so I'm doing pretty good there. And uh, we got one that one more pick for this week for tomorrow between uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals, where Arizona gets the benefit of being at home, where they've just been tough. Like, they've lost there. They've they've dropped a game there. But the, the, the point is, is that when you play them there, they're pretty darn good. And uh, it's just so crazy how fast Week 14 has just whipped by. And we're almost, you know, over it. But tomorrow I like the Cardinals because with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins combining together, I think it's, it's just hard for the Rams to combat that, even with their good defense. But I have to give a lot of credit where credit to do because there were some real big upsets this week um, that I didn't see coming. Picked a lot of games right, but some of them got by me, and I'm not going to let that happen next week. But uh, some of them got past me that I just didn't see coming. You know, I really thought Washington would, would pull that one out, and they botched it. Um, the Jets really just are bad. Um, so I don't know. There's really nothing else we could do with them. And then the Raiders on the road was a shot in the dark. But, you know, you're going to take that chance. And then the Ravens, what can you say? They played it close. You know, and then when the Steelers went out there and they lost to the Vikings, that was just is what it is. But the Titans, I got right. Um, the Falcons, I got right. The Seahawks, I nailed that. The Broncos, yep, they won. The Chargers, yep, they won. The Buccaneers, yep, they won over the Bills, which... Um, that was really hard to pick. And then the Packers over the Bears, which is not hard to pick for me. Um, and then the Bengals dropped it to the Niners, and that was a 50-50 game. That was a pick em, in my opinion. But I had the Bengals. I thought they'd pull that out. But they dropped it at home, and they're suspect at home. Remember that, uh, and, and we'll talk about that on Thursday. But tomorrow I'm really liking uh, the Cardinals to go in there, beat the L.A. Rams. I think totals like 64 um, right at that. That's a good number. So I think 64 points is the total in this. But yeah, the Cardinals are going to get the Rams. Rams on the road. Matt Stafford's a slow starter. Um, you don't want to be a slow starter against this Cardinals team right now. But then later on, he'll catch fire because there's going to be opportunities. And I think this Rams team is built on that, like taking their shots uh, deep in games. So, 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and get this one ready to uh, ready and up for everybody. Just wanted to break down a little bit of that Sunday night game, give you my instant reaction from that. I'm very happy. You can tell I'm ecstatic. And then I uh, just want to give you a little prelude into Monday Night Football. Again, we covered it on Thursday, back on Thursday's podcast. You go listen to that. But, um, yeah, I like the Cardinals tomorrow. I think they win that game. Uh, but I think it's a high-scoring one, a shootout uh, in the desert. So, ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody. Welcome to Preston Super Show Late Night Instant Reaction to Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers in the oldest rivalry. Um, I mean, it was a good game in the first half. The first half was great. Uh, the, the Bears actually were up going in a halftime. Tons of confidence, tons of momentum. Maybe they let it get to their heads a little bit, um, unfortunately. And uh, for Bears fans, for me, I feel great because I, I told you Packers and they won. So I feel great. Um, they now have 10 wins, three losses in the NFC, you know, tied for first. So they're in a great position, uh, first place in the NFC overall. But first place solely is theirs in the NFC North. And this was a big one for them. Don't take it, anything away from them. Um, the Vikings are hot on their heels still. So this was a big win for the Packers. And for the Bears, this was a big game for them. They started off that way. Um, I feel like Matt Nagy had a great first half game plan. And he had a terrible second half game plan. And they couldn't make their adjustments. Um, and they were up at halftime. And I think actually that hurt them because... Then when they went to adjust and make their adjustments, they were winning. So what did they really need to change up? I do think uh, Maggie Matt Nagy's time is running out in Chicago. I think this game was a big decider of his future. Unfortunately, it didn't go his way. You know, and for the Bears fans, you know, I can all I can say to you is better luck next year because. This team is just not it. But early on, they were in this game. And even down to the last wire, uh, they continued to fight up until that onside kickoff, uh, you know, after the field goal. And and they were uh, threatening because of uh, Justin Fields' legs. But ultimately, he ends his night with three interceptions. And it just didn't go his way overall. Um, But he was in a learning place here. Uh, he finishes the night with two interceptions, um, two touchdowns, 18 for 33, and 224 yards passing. Um, he fumbled the ball once, lost it. Uh, he was the Bears' leading rusher with 74 yards. He ran the ball nine times, Justin Fields did. So for the Packers... Vintage Aaron Rodgers, four touchdowns, no interceptions, clean slate, 29-37, as accurate as it, uh, as it gets in the NFL. 
341 yards passing. He was sacked three times by that Bears defense. You can expect that uh, in a rivalry game, especially in a game of this magnitude, this deep in the, in the NFL season at week 14. So we got one more game tomorrow, Monday Night Football, week 14, and then we move on. And uh, it's moving quick. I can tell you that much. It really is. Um, What? was the biggest takeaway in this game for you because mine had to be the fact that uh the receivers for the Packers were making their catches Allen's Lazard uh, was targeted seven times and caught six of those for 75 yards and a touchdown averaging uh, a little over 12 yards a catch and you know Devontae Adams future Hall of Famer 10 catches, targeted 13 times, and um, he had 121 yards receiving with two touchdowns. He was uh, phenomenal. Mercedes Lewis plays big, and he kind of fools you because most of the night he's blocking. But he had four catches on four targets for 51 yards. Joseph DeGura, three catches for 44 yards. Um, one he, he had a big one, a 25-yarder. That was really nice, really sweet setup in the scheme that the Bears defense did not see coming at all. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful play early on in this game. Um, and then Marquez Valdez Scantling targeted five times and he caught three balls. Aaron Jones caught uh, each one of his three targets. And it, and this was a game where Aaron Rodgers dished the ball out. Well, Aaron Jones had a receiving touchdown. Um, and a rushing touchdown, so he had a good game himself. But uh, A.J. Dillon continues to be the big story in that Packers backfield, running the football, and he's really pummeling uh, defensive linemen, and the uh, Packers offensive line is kind of being bailed out a little bit by him uh, because up front they're not getting the push they need every time. Um, And that that would explain early on in this game, uh, it was that typical feeling from two good defenses where no one could really get anything going. Uh, then the Bears quietly took a lead. Um, and then the momentum was really with the Packers. They scored 14 unanswered after the Bears got 10 points. Then the Bears had a big hitter. Uh, Justin Fields threw the ball over the middle of the field. It was a nice play and a nice setup. And <clears throat> it was just one of those where uh, Justin Fields made the uh, Packers defense play and over the middle is where the Packers are weak on that defense like screen passes um, they've gotten a lot better at defending but over the middle of the field is their weakest link in this defense and in this scheme but 45 points what can you really complain about I mean the ending was a little bit sloppy but they shut the Bears out in the third quarter Big zero, nothing in third quarter. It scored 17 in the third quarter. Um, but that second quarter was a high-scoring quarter. The Bears put up 24. You thought you were going to get to halftime, and all of a sudden, all the scoring just kept happening. Um, you know, Devontae Adams caught a big one uh, for 38 yards. And then uh, the Bears... Had that punt return for a touchdown that was just uh, kind of felt like it was coming, right? Like kind of felt like the shoe was going to drop on that Packers special teams eventually. And uh, what better place than at home? Wasn't going to be on the Bears' sloppy field. It was, you know, that that crap field. It was going to be on uh, 
the Packers nice uh, grass field where you know what I mean it's it's getting done all the time and the, the upkeep is, is a lot better than at Soldier Field uh, Lambeau Field's a lot nicer of a field to play on even when it's cold um, I, I have I have to say this was a great win for the Packers moving forward this this in my mind puts them in the driver's seat in the NFC um, the Cardinals we know they're good they can be t- they can be tested. They can be beat. Um, I don't think there's a team that's not beatable this year. Any team you look at, there's a few holes to their game. You know, early on in the season, it was a lot of talk about the Rams. It was a lot of talk about uh, who was going to be uh, that team to beat the Rams, and then all of a sudden they kind of just fell off a little bit. Then they started getting their their gel back a little bit. So not you know not going to knock them too hard. We'll see what they do against the Cardinals tomorrow. You know, in that Monday night football game that we're all waiting to see now. After we, you know what the Packers did. You know what they brought, and you know what they're bringing. Uh, a good defense that's getting after the quarterback a lot, turning the ball over, turning it into points. They had the interception return for a touchdown in this game that was huge, big momentum shift, and. Um, you know, that was part of that Packers quickly scoring that 14 unanswered, you know. But I have to say, when the Packers extra players, like the extra help is making plays, they can do damage. Like, when that's happening, that is when they're unbeatable. When Alan Lazard's playing big time, and the Packers uh, running backs out of the backfield are not only involved in the running game, but in the passing game. To me, when that defense is also playing at this level, this team's unbeatable. But that's just me personally. Now, looking at the Bears going forward, it's going to be a rough year for them. I mean, the rest of the way out. They're, they have nothing but tough games. So, going forward for them, all they can do is let Justin Fields get better. But I think a decision's coming pretty soon here where Matt Nagy's going to be out. Like, that's just not rumor mill. That's just me feel like a gut feeling like, okay, you can't be your division rival. There was one thing to do. Like, this was kind of the thing we needed you to do, Matt Nagy, for the Bears fans looking at their team. Like, they know kind of outside looking in, you know, okay, the Packers are better than the Bears. Okay, the Bears fans know that. But what they don't want to hear is that they don't have a chance. And, like, they had a chance, and then all of a sudden it was gone, and I felt like Matt Nagy lost control of it in that second half. No emotion. Kind of a fudder dud. So, I mean, for me, I'm thinking the Bears need to kind of inject some enthusiasm into this team, some life into this team. Quit grabbing guys off, you know, fucking Sweet Street and Rocky Road. Grab some real, ta- you know, talent here at coach and, and get somebody in there that has a great offensive plan but also has good defensive assistance and, and good uh, good personnel people because I'm telling you, the Bears team, they fell apart in that second half. Sorry to tell you, they fell apart. Like in that first half, they were in it. But then... You really know what your team's made of in the, in the second half. And I didn't get caught up in too much of that. Like, three points from the Bears in the second half. That was the finale. Done. I mean, the Packers defense is as real as it gets, man. 
Like, Justin Fields is a dual-threat quarterback. He is, you know, rookie year and everything. But remember, this is the guy suiting up. You know what I mean? He's the one that took all the reps to get ready for this game. He's had other starts. You know what I mean? Either you're going to come out and play your best ball or you're going to crumble. So for me, um, I look at this game in a, uh, in a big way, and, and I'm happy for the uh, the Packers moving forward. Preston's Super Show, news, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning, this show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on. And enjoy Preston's Super Show.